Hi guys, welcome back to Big Warm Bidet. It is Hi. it is your boy Alex. It's me, Gina. And we are joined today by my roommate Zach. Hello. And uh, this is like a a kind of a fun quarantine special, except it's not really going to be that much of a special because we're probably going to do this more than once. Perfect. Yeah. Well, not necessarily with Zach, but like oh, in yeah. general. I mean, I yeah. I I would be fine with being a reoccurring guest. Yeah. No. I, I mean, depending on how this goes. Yeah, I've 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 no yeah. problem with that, but. We're being very responsible because we're not doing this in person because we're social distancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Zach and Alex because we literally live they're... together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're rebels, is what they we're are. Rebels. I'm a real rebel because I actually uh, I shaved my beard into a goatee. Yeah. And now I just look like I drive a truck for a living. I wanted to pretend to be an essential worker. Is what is oh. what I was going for. That's that's what actually happened. Smart lad. You look pretty essential. Yeah. I thanks. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that means I'm old now or what. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, people are actually listening to this podcast. Yeah. Eh? Hello. We almost some person from Sao Paulo. Hello, how are you doing? Hello person from and... some random town in England. Hello. Yeah. Hello two people from Colorado. Dude, how yeah. many of these people are Googling bidet and getting a weird podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they want a podcast on bidet. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun Maybe time. they want like reviews on bidets. Maybe we should like incorporate that into our segments. <laughs> I, I don't want to go out and buy a bidet and use it and review it. No, I, I really don't either. I really think we should commit. I don't know. Cool. It sounds like you guys have commitment issues to this podcast. I... Uh... <laughs> okay. I can't comment on any commitment issues I have outside of the podcast, but for this podcast, I'm very committed. Oh, thank you, Zach. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Also, we're seven likes away from 100 likes on Facebook. Whoa. Which I am really, really surprised about because I'm like, that's been like three days. Yeah, don't date this podcast. You just like, oh, sorry. Because that's a very specific statistic. <laughs> 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 We've almost, okay. Rewind. We've almost reached a milestone on our Facebook likes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, perfect. In an uncertain time of period. Yeah. No, it's kind of a fun time. Um, but, Gina, you had an idea yeah. for a topic. Yeah. Okay. So, I actually kind of prepared today. When I mean kind of prepared, I mean I thought about it like two hours ago. Um, so, you, Alex, and you, Zach, are... I would consider you guys artists well, thank you. in your own regards. You guys are Appreciate both very it. musical people. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, I feel like I'm interviewing you guys today. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Um. So I guess for you guys, what is... I think it's really interesting that for anybody to want to become an artist and pursue that um, in the long run. So for you, what is like the biggest pressure for you to i guess for zach like you graduated from the songwriting mm-hmm. um, program at prairie mm-hmm. right yeah that's right so like for you like what is the biggest pressure for you in pursuing that in a such a like a saturated market sure yeah um so it, it's correct to say that the market is saturated especially it, and it depends on what kind of music you're making right like um, there are some more niche genres and stuff like that that you could be making that um, maybe there's less of an audience for, but you'll be more noticeable within that that niche. Um, 
I think for me, I feel a lot of pressure I, as somebody who's trying to make um, music that sounds big budget on a low budget. Um, that's really difficult. So if you're um, someone that's making like really uh, music that's meant to sound lo-fi, it's a lot easier uh, because you you can probably make that. Uh, with mm. a lot less tools. And there's definitely some high quality stuff that you can do with very little. Um, that It's not to say that. Part of it is just a skill level for me as well um, because not only am I, uh, I went to school for songwriting um, and so I can write songs all day long, but, um, well, I probably shouldn't write songs all day long. That would be- <laughs> I mean, what else would you be doing bit, now? A little bit taxing. <laughs> um, we're not gonna get into that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, mostly just playing video games, to be honest, uh, and yeah. trying to figure yeah. out my finances. Oh, no. um, yeah, so, uh, but, but for me to do things on a low budget, the best thing for me to do is to do all the music production myself. So recording vocals, um, creating arrangements, instrumental parts, playing the instruments. Um, uh, so I, I'm doing all of that. And um, you have to be pretty pretty talented to be able to do that. And uh, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm trying to say that I have a lot to learn. Um, and I'm still trying to figure a lot of that out. So mm. I think, like, yeah, thank you for answering. Um, yeah, that was, like, insightful, I guess. <laughs> um, I think, like, what I really want to talk about today, though, just, like, having a three-way conversation about this is... Mm-hmm. Like, being an artist in the realms of Christianity, because all three of us are Christians, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I would I would say, like, sometimes I feel like there is a lack of presence of, I guess, artistic expression in Christian circles or Christian communities. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Either of you guys? Uh yes and no. Yeah. I, I know I know a lot of Christians that are very into art. Yeah. Um, mm. and very interested and invested in art, both inside and outside the church. But I do think that there's, a, um, that in a lot of ways, the, if you want to do stuff inside the church, it really limits what you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of based on like a, a social contract sort of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I find that, even even when people are pursuing, uh, like well, Christians are, are pursuing art, um, it's generally either you can't really tell, and they're just kind of making music that kind of sounds like what everyone else is doing, or they're doing like very overtly Christian music, and there's not. I mean, there's there are definitely artists out there who kind of ride manage the line. to yeah ride the line where it's just like there's definitely Christian themes there, but it's not like overtly you know worship or praise music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is also a good opportunity for me to point out. Um, sometimes people get these these genres confused. Oh yeah. Um, uh, there's there's worship music, which is music that you're meant to sing on Sunday morning at church, um, and then there is uh, CCM, which is uh, contemporary Christian music, and that music is um like the christian equivalent of pop music it still is very overtly yeah. christian but it's not meant to be sung on a sunday morning for a congregation mm-hmm. um it's the 
I'm I don't want to date this podcast by mentioning names or anything like that. So, but that's that's the kind of music that CCM is. Yeah. Okay. I think like in for what I see and experience, because um, I wouldn't say like I'm much of a like a singer songwriter that kind of person or like a musical person in that regard Mm -hmm. um but i would still think like i'm very into art like Mm -hmm. more fine arts or like film and i guess like for you alex so you're pretty into film Mm -hmm. as well yeah and i feel like sometimes those mediums of art are really are lacking in christian circles and i almost feel like there is no I'm just thinking of like, oh, during the Renaissance where like all these like paintings and everything had some like motif that had some religious narrative to it, Mm -hmm. where I feel like now it's almost like there's a specific image that people want when they hear like Christian artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's lack of conversation in other ways. Yeah. Hmm. Do you agree with that or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, well, especially in the film industry right now, where there there are you know Christian films being made, but they're they're plagued with a, a lack of of quality, um, and and a huge amount of uh, what's what's the term I'm looking for confirmation bias, where um, they're not really trying to explore ideas; they're just trying to be like, this is what I believe, and you should believe it too. Um, they're not really trying to to raise questions, which is I think what what mm-hmm. art is really supposed to do is to make people think and make people um, you know I guess it's you know it can also be used for entertainment, but most Christian films aren't really there to entertain you either. They're there to right. to make a point, mm-hmm. but they don't really leave a lot of room for discussion. They're just like, here here you go. And also yeah, and 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 also just from an objective, filmmaking standpoint yes they use quality cameras and quality microphones (laughs) and quality editing software but often i find dialogue not that good is lacking and cinematography is lacking lacking you know it's it's an hd for sure but they don't like move the camera a lot they don't do like any interesting shots you you might see like one or two cool shots in a movie um also like the way they represent uh non-christian characters is often not a great time. Usually they, yeah. especially like in, very in, in God's Not Dead, like the the main atheist hostile. guy, he's just like I'm a I'm a bad person and I hate everyone. I'm evil, which is I mean <laughs> to be fair, correct. Humanity is totally depraved. <sighs> However, but like but like the general public is not like that, yeah. whether or not you're a Christian or not. Yeah, Most right. people are not that hostile. Yeah, see, like that. It's like why why do Christian films have to be Bad. Well, well, I think it's more that <laughs> I think the the thing is is that um, the the problem that we run into is what makes it a Christian film, mm-hmm. mm. and um, on top of that, um, the 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 thing that you run into is that it won't it, it, at some point people will say it stops being a Christian film. Mm. So if you get too creative. Or to you start exploring some different ideas. I'm gonna use a weird example. Um, there's this movie uh, that my my friend Robert Amaya is in. Uh, it's called Mom's Night Out, um, and uh, it's a Christian film, but it's a comedy. Like it is intended to be funny. It's not like God's Not Dead or even like 
the police movie, uh, Courageous. Mm. It's not even like that. It's meant to be like straight up. It's just funny. And that's that's the point. Um, and it's a very like safe comedy and family friendly comedy in that sense. Right. Because it's not going to include all the sorts of things that we might hear in uh, non Christian comedies like poop jokes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <gasps> sorry. No, but that is not allowed. Here, yeah. And, Alex. But I will say that <laughs> despite all of that, it does still have a message. I think I'm trying to remember what the message is. I think the message has something to do with like being anxious as a parent or something. Um, regardless, it's uh, it's it's like a Mother's Day comedy film. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm sure that some people would kind of be like, "Is this really that Christian?" I mean, they talk about God a little bit, but like, it doesn't like have some sort of like really clear like biblical message to yeah. tell. Mm. Um. So what what are we supposed to do with that? And I like just appreciated the fact that somebody was like, hey, let's make a Christian comedy movie. Yeah. I and mean, I'm was, sure that Alex would probably dislike it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where she was like writing a blog? Yeah, that's the one. I think that's all I remember from it, that she was writing a blog at the end. Right. Uh, the main plot of the movie is that a baby gets lost at a tattoo parlor. Tattoos? <laughs> Whoa! Tattoos? Um, a small. I shouldn't say a baby. I think it's a small child. I can't remember what exactly happens, but it's like these kids. The moms are all going out, and then somehow somebody loses their, forgets their child or something, at a tattoo parlor, and that's that's the plot of the film. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Wow. I feel like it's something that Alex would not like. No, I'm. I guarantee Alex would. <laughs> would dislike this movie strongly. What about you, Gina? What do you think you would... Do you think you would like it? I think... I don't remember much from it, but I think Oh, it's you've like, already seen it. My, oh, my goodness. I'm, no, no. I, don't know I think I've only seen the end of it, oh. honestly, because all I, the only scene I remember is literally her writing on her laptop. And okay. that's entirely it. Yeah, that's like the worst part of the movie. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's the only part I saw. I think it's like one of those movies where... Um, Okay, I have, like, two realms of movies I enjoy. Like, those ones that are, like, very well-written, well-filmed, well, like, it's just all really, all around a good film. Like, you know when you just watch a good film and it's mm. a good film. And then there's those films, like, you know, maybe, like, it's not a well-made film. Like, the dialogue maybe isn't that great. Maybe the camera work isn't that great. But it's, like, it makes you feel good and that. And that's good enough for me. Right. I think it's like that kind of Yeah, film. and there's two different kinds of feel-good movies, in my opinion. There's yeah. like the kind where it's doing everything in a mediocre level. It's mm-hmm. just like the all-around okay kind of movie, and you're mm-hmm. it's all-around okay enough that you enjoy it. Um, the yeah. other kind of uh, feel-good movie is where it's doing one thing or maybe two things really well, and then everything else is kind of bad. Um, so example of a movie like that would be like a movie like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim has really amazing, stunning, uh, action and visual effects, but kind of everything else is, is pretty medium except for those two scientist guys who are really funny. Charlie Day and the the guy with the cane. I almost called him the crippled man, but that's just, he's the kind of character who says, great Scott. Yeah. uh, It's just kind of a good time. Bye Jove. Hmm. Um, he says all of those things. <laughs> nice. It's a very good movie, anyways. Yeah. Uh, 
I have never seen it. Not gonna lie, it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. Um. So, getting kind of back to Christian art versus other kinds of art. Whoa! This is crazy, Zach. You're like the first person ever on this podcast, like out of three episodes, to ever like get us back on track <laughs> on a topic. Kind of thing on every podcast, to we usually just go down rabbit holes in this podcast. Yeah. Um, I do actually have something to say about this. So one okay. of the things yeah. uh, when I was uh, at, at Bible college learning about songwriting and worship and stuff like that, um, one of the things that one of my professors said was we uh, we were talking about music and he was saying that um, music is either sacred or desecrated. But most of the time we like to think, uh, at least as Christians, we like to call music, well, that's secular music and that's Christian music. And we have those two categories. But he was saying, hey, God created music and God created us to be creative. So Mm. all music is sacred unless it's desecrated, in which case desecrated is meaning they're taking the sacred directly out of the music intentionally, Mm. right? So that means that yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of a of a good song example, but like there's so many songs out there that have touched touched my heart um, <laughs> to <laughs> to sound like my mom for a second. Um, but like there's so many songs that have impacted me that were not they didn't talk anything about the Bible or Jesus or any of that stuff, and yet they have influenced my life in a positive way um no oh. and i i'm assuming that you two could both say the same yeah 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 i agree with that like a hundred percent and that's what i think is kind of missing from not even like the church but i'm just saying like when christians gather together mm-hmm. like as friends i feel like that's missing so much because i feel like there's this unspoken pressure almost where it's like you have to enjoy like overtly Christian art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For example, like what I've been during this quarantine time, I'm getting back into painting again. And like none of my paintings have any like Christian motifs in it or anything. Right. But I feel like the fact that I'm creating is something from God. And mm-hmm. I do feel like that is expressing like God's creativity through me in right. the m- means of painting. And I wish like, I guess I wish more people were more open to talking about like stuff like what does your painting mean and be okay with it not having like an a like an overt Christian Yeah, or even overtly spiritual. It. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. I'm hoping the same thing. So uh, I'm currently in uh working on a, a musical project, uh an Ooh. album, I guess you could say. Ooh. Uh, and this one, so my previous record, uh, which I did as part of my schooling, uh, was not Christian, uh, Christian in any way. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't sing about Jesus, and I didn't even have like my friend Kirsten has no songs about Jesus specifically, but she does have a story song that's based on a story from the Old Testament. Mm. Um, I don't have. I love Kirsten's songs. Yeah, I know. Shout She's out to wonderful. her, by the way. Um, I. <laughs> I didn't have any of that. So most of my record was basically just breakup songs, which uh-huh. are still part of the human experience. And it's mm-hmm. like people enjoy them. Okay. So that's, that's fine. But, uh, the, the my, my next one, I think more, more Christians would potentially 
take offense or have issues with my upcoming record. Ooh. Not because Ooh, it's controversial. Uh, not it's not that controversial. I don't think. Oh. Uh, depending okay. on some of the content, I'm doing some co-writes and they're getting a little interesting. But we'll see. Um, the The main thing is that. Um, Having come out of that time where I was like really sad about a breakup, whatever, I've come through that. Now I'm in a different time. And in this time, I've been kind of writing a lot of songs that are about me not being who I thought I would be at this point. And I don't just mean like, you know, oh, I thought I was going to have a family when I was 23 and I thought that I would have a house or whatever. Like, my dad owned a house a when he was fence. 19. So, oh my I mean, goodness. Yeah, standards, right? Did it have a picket fence? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I do know that he asked them if they would give him the furniture and they said yes. Um, At 19? I want to convince people to give me furniture. I know, right? Um, I mean,. I'm 23, and my parents gave me furniture, so... Well, I guess that's close we'll enough. Ta- we'll take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the... Yeah, so it, a lot of it's, like, it's not just that sort of stuff, but it's also, like, I am doing a bunch of... I've done a bunch of things and made a bunch of mistakes that I never thought I would make. Like, mm. when I look in the mirror, the person that I see is a guy with a goatee, and he kind of looks like a trucker. Um, no. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, but I see That's someone my aspiration. who I didn't I expect you. to see, you know, and I see someone who's done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And how mm. do I and so that a lot of the songs are kind of processing that sort of a thing. And I I don't know cuz as Christians we always want there to be a happy ending. We always want there to be uh uh the dark time, but oh, but I praise you, Lord. You know, mm. um, but not even in the Psalms is that necessarily true. There are Psalms that just are sad the whole way through. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't mm-hmm. have the oh, but I will trust you, Lord, at the end. There are some that do, but there are lots that don't. And we forget about those. We forget that there should be songs that like the songs I'm writing right now that are just sad and they just ha- are talking about a dark time, you know, and that's OK. It's okay for us to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Alex? Uh, on any of this? I've oh, man, it's there's so much talking there that I've just kind of forgotten like where we were coming from. Sorry. <laughs> you can bring out any talking. Bring out any thoughts. You can bring out a new topic right now if you really want. Oh man, to. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> my my brain just kind of fried right now thinking about all this. Um, because like you know the kind of music I listen to is is generally more instrumental. And more right, mm. like, um, I don't, I don't care about dating it in terms of music. Music is fine. Um, my my boy Corey Wong, uh, dropped a new live album last Friday, uh, with Metropole Orchestra, which is a kind of like a, a more progressive orchestra based in Amsterdam. Uh, he did two live shows in Amsterdam with them, uh, and he recorded one of them and produced it, and you know released an album of it, and is very enjoyable because it's like super funky but it's also got like really sweet orchestral arrangements and mm-hmm. it's just mm, a very nice time and i'm like well why don't more christian artists do this excuse me why can't why can't we 
why can't Christians be funky? Or, I don't know, mm. jazz? I right. mean, to be fair, jazz started off as, as pretty Christian music, you know, like gospel um, gospel music uh, back... I, I wouldn't agree with that, actually. Okay. Jazz has its origins in dance. Yeah, that's true. Um, and but consi- if jazz you go back its... to the early 1900s, I can't imagine that there were all that many Christians going to the club and dancing to jazz. Yeah, but you also have to look at where jazz came from. It's not like jazz yeah, just like it, popped out yeah, of the blue. Yeah, no, it did come from... It, ca- it, came, it came from, from gospel, gospel music. Gospel, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like I... That's not to say that there aren't currently jazz artists that do fairly Christian stuff, like Corey Henry... Uh, a lot of his albums, he does like uh, covers of, of hymns because uh, he's an organist, and of course, you know, organist organs like very very associated with with a lot of of, of gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, he's he's one of the best organists I've ever heard, and um, you know, he just does this ve- these very 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 jazzy versions of hymns, and I love it very much. Um, but you know, there's also there's there's so many different genres of music that I don't think Christians have really tapped into. Like, right. you know, we've got we've got into the into the rap genre with Lecrae and uh, NF. I think is he? I don't know. Is he? Isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I say. would say <laughs> I think he he is yeah. a Christian, but he was a new Kanye Christian. West. Kanye West. Oh yeah, that was that was right? out of the blue. Uh, big shout out. Yeah, I forgot um, about 2019. Um, <laughs> I, I want to go back to something you said, though. You said, okay. why can't Christians be funky? Yeah. And um, It's because of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to say, so despite the fact that I made that distinction between worship music and CCM, I think that they both fall into some of the same sort of traps. Yeah. Um, which is... Um, that's my, that's my so imitation of a, especially, a trap beat. Especially in worship music, though. Um it, there's a there was a video I watched not too long ago, and you might have seen it as well. It's uh, by uh, a music uh, YouTuber, Adam Neely. Adam Neely, Ugh. and uh, he's talking about how he grew up with with church music, and um, how he just like doesn't like it. And this is also where my thing about defining CCM and worship music comes from, because he defines yeah. worship music and calls it CCM, yeah. which is incorrect. Um, but. I yeah, think whatever. I think the point of the video the, still stands. The point of the video is still is still there. Yeah. And he actually shows a clip from some like guy talking about like worship stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And basically they're talking about how um you shouldn't overplay. Which is true. This is a overplaying <laughs> is something that plagues beginner musicians everywhere. Yeah. And uh it's a bad thing. But I'm talking about from the musical standpoint. You don't want uh, somebody who like plays like really thick piano riffs when there's a full band and you have like an electric guitar player and an acoustic guitar player because mm-hmm. the mid like frequency range of that band is going to be so full. It, you're not going to start like losing some of what those guitar players are doing because the piano player is just going ham. So yeah. that's a problem with overplaying, but. They're talking about overplaying because if you overplay, if you play cool things, in other words, um, you're overplaying and that's uh, too much of a performance for Sunday morning. Hmm. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I I think there is a line. I think there's a, you know, if you're just going to start like shredding um, in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a a Hillsong song, um, (laughs) I mean, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's a line because people 
people might get distracted and be like, wow, dang, that guy's really good playing the guitar. And he's just like going ham and kind of jumping in front of everyone. But also at the same time, there's, there's something to be said for expression and that being, um, you know, from a, it can be from a, a worshipful place. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's a thin line. Oh. I, yeah. I think I'm a little bit more liberal yeah. in terms mm. of, of that than you guys might be. Um, the, so actually when I was in school, there was a, a guy who worked at my school and he also played regularly on worship team at one of the local churches. And uh, they would often, like he would play some cool guitar licks on his electric guitar and occasionally there would be a part in the song where it's like just the instrumental break, you know, and the instrumental breaks happen. The difference was, is that this was an upbeat instrumental break with him playing a little guitar solo, you know, but was he like, like kneeling on the stage, sticking his tongue out? No, uh, I mean, <laughs> like, no, that's not the thing. Why wasn't he? But <laughs> speaking of kneeling on the stage, um, I've definitely seen uh, some some worship people like just sit down on the stage in the middle of a show before. That's, that's a classic. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> I think that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this, this guy, he's just like, he's playing his, his guitar. And to be completely honest, there is in, in my head, there's should be no difference between the instrumental break where the, um, Hillsong guitar player is going, Da, 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 da. they're hitting four notes or whatever and just like mm. letting them ring and it shouldn't be that different than but like my buddy Gord's playing like mm. that should be fine for him to play that because it's no different it's still an instrumental break and yes he's doing something fancier ooh but like mm-hmm. he should be allowed I... to do that thing fancier he practices mm. guitar and God gave him the ability to do that yeah Totally. No, 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 I agree with you. I think there's a difference between like musical expression in worship versus mm-hmm. putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I think like I just go by vibes. That's probably the most inaccurate standard well, of measurement ever. Well, that's probably ever, better but... <laughs> though. Honestly, I, I think some people like to set rules, and then the rules just get really constricting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude. Because I've been to like. Oh. No, no worries. Uh, the. One thing that I that I find annoying about about modern worship music is the lack of like sweet guitar like bass licks and like you know because usually they're just like boom 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 yep boom just playing like one note <laughs> yeah, every bar you can play some sick bass licks dude there if you oh to. oh every once in a while at at my church uh one of the bassists will just kind of do like a, a little and I'll just freak out because like oh man. They're still good bassists. Oh. <laughs> and okay. do you think that the fact that you're noticing that means that it's a performance? No, it means I, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative. I'm not like, wow, that guy is so good at the bass. Mm. Man, I really appreciate it. I'm like, oh, I just really I appreciate a- good bass licks. And, it's, and I, mm-hmm. as, a, as a musician, I can, I can direct that to praise. I can be like, wow, I'm so glad that sweet bass transitions exist. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Gina? I think for me, like, I think it, when I say, like, I go by vibes, I guess, it's, I've been to two um, concerts by, like, two different um, Christian groups. Mm-hmm. I'm, I myself am not that into, like, I guess, like, contemporary Christian music sure. or worship music in general. Mm-hmm. 
I'm very new to this, I think, other than like growing up listening to that kind of stuff on Sunday worship. I haven't really been introduced to that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think for one of them, the first concert I went to, I think it was like so obvious that it was like a show every and I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just like I don't even know I don't even know like what part of it was making a show, but it, I think like when you're there, you can tell that they were performing for the people. And right. I guess maybe that was like their intent because it was like a concert. It wasn't like a worship night or anything. Yeah. But I remember, I'll name drop this one. Um, I went to, the second concert is Ren Collective. Oh. And I really like Ren Collective. Oh, like, they're so good live. It's oh my so different goodness. there. Because they're, Cause like, they're, they're, they're so good musically. Like they're not just like a typical right. like worship sound. They're so good at what they do like with instruments and mm-hmm. what, what they in their lyrics and everything yeah. and then but at the same time even though it was a concert like i don't know it was like such a, a different yeah yeah the and vibe was true. so different dude. it was like it wasn't like about them performing yeah it was like, we're uh, all... they use gaelic folk instruments dude oh, that's i'm so into that i'm gonna use a, a weird example because this is not okay. even an artist that i really like but i yeah. saw their their show and i was like dude like why am i okay with this um mm-hmm. so the artist was lincoln brewster which is okay. taking oh. it back a little bit. Wow. Hallelujah. Um, is that his song? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I think, no, I think that's the wrong song. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Lincoln. I'm sorry to who whoever wrote that I song. I thought Lincoln Brewster was just the name of the band. No, Lincoln Brewster is a guy. What? Um, I have no idea. No, who but Lincoln here's the thing Brewster. about Ugh. Lincoln Brewster that's insane. I like so. That name. He's a worship artist. He does like worship stuff, but he also does CCM stuff. So he's one of those people who does a bit of both. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for the people like that remember older CCM music, he'd be akin to like a slightly newer Michael W. Smith. Um, Michael W. was mm. riding that line. All of this CCM is going over my head. <laughs> uh, I'm just name dropping stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, Lincoln Brewster's concert was really interesting because he. Uh, it was scheduled as a concert time at a conference. It was not scheduled as like worship time, but he played a bunch of worship songs, but the man is an insane guitar player. This guy um, learned guitar from the guitar player from Journey. Oh. Which is like, yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Insane. Wow. Yeah. So, so just like, there was like, I think at one point in like a worship song, like I think he was playing like some Chris Tomlin song or something and he was just like threw in like a five minute guitar solo and i was so ready for it yeah i was i was down and i know that there were people that like went away from that saying oh you know that was more of a performance because he kept playing guitar solos and i was like i don't know like i still felt like we were worshiping you know and i was fine with him doing his thing yeah yeah I th- and that's why like i said ren collective because i'm like going back to what you were saying before it's like i don't think there's anything like i think they're an example of people who can do very good musical stuff mm-hmm. with and like there's nothing wrong with it too it's like i think like a lot of the things that they do aren't like the simple four chords that you hear in a lot of worship music mm-hmm. and i don't think it is it i don't know sometimes I don't, uh Ren sometimes. definitely i would they're pretty I four chord yeah they're pretty they're pretty four chord yeah but anyways okay that, okay but like i think i still think they're like very unique in their, their sound musicianship is, yeah. is very good yeah, yeah. they're like yeah, yeah. Mumford but I'm and saying sons, like that doesn't worship. Yeah, <laughs> old Mumford and Sons, I should say, not yeah. modern Mumford and Sons. Yeah, no, that's different. Yeah, I guess like my point was like just because they do that, I don't think it takes away from mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. whatever they're doing. Yeah. I, I think to, to wrap this all up, I think um, as as a, a Christian community, and like the, the church in North America at large, I think needs to get more comfortable with the fact that musicians express themselves in ways uh, that... Not even just musicians. Just oh, yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. Artists in general artists. express artists themselves in, general. In, in ways that aren't just like, you know, overt psalms, things that are just like, mm-hmm. hey, God, I love you. Uh, Jesus, and, Jesus, I need Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh my Lord, help me through. Thanks, Joseph, for, for that gem. Oceans. Yeah, but... Waves. Um, hope. Oh, you're getting into the water metaphors? Don't even get me started. Yeah. Do not get me started on water metaphors. I, I think one of the main issues is just that in North America, we're so artistically illiterate, and we don't understand how Ooh. people can express themselves in that way. They're just, like, so used to... We're, we're a very intellectual society, and I don't think we... um. Are, are very good at at emotional and artistic expression and right. mm-hmm. i'd like to see that change um and maybe through this whole uh isolation thing people will experiment mm-hmm. more with art and become more comfortable with art yes um and then we'll come out the other end being able to appreciate art more yeah Ooh, that's like an interesting topic are we artistically stunted because we are emotionally stunted i think that would be a good topic for the next next episode next time yeah yeah well thank you all for oh sorry zach did you want to say something i'm I'm just hyped for the next episode sweet all right well thank you thank you all for listening uh yeah again i'm alex i'm gina and i'm the guest yes thank you okay (laughs) thank you for tuning in again guys if you made it this far into the podcast thank you person from brazil england yeah and everybody else (laughs) but just to i think think we got someone from new york too wow Wow. this is going international yeah all right well i hope you have a nice bidet have a good bidet see ya